welcome to our world with your host, Ned Boy and Doc. Ned, how are you today, my friend? Everything's good. A little injured, but uh, other than that, everything's good. What happened? Uh, I guess I'm getting old. I got injured getting off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're about 15 years. You're supposed to be about 15 years away from that. Yeah, I had a, I, I went to the doctor. I thought it was a blood, it was going to end up being a blood clot. So it was like, you know, you got a strained muscle. Like the only thing you, I did was get off the damn couch. Back or legs? Legs. So now I'm walking around with a limp until this thing goes away. Okay. Well, I hope that uh, straightens itself out prontissimo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got to get back in the gym. Yeah, well, you know what? Working out doesn't hurt anybody. Anybody who believes that working out actually hurts you is insane. It might be a little painful from, you know, in the beginning, but that's about it. Yes. Oh, man. Nice week so far. Well, you know, week is winding down, but pretty good week over here. I ain't got no complaints. Uh, I was sorry. I'm sorry to hear about that fucking idiot, this James Harris Jackson. The army vet who killed that poor uh, homeless man, that Timothy Coughlin, uh, 66-year-old black man, because he hates black people. Yeah, that, that that was the thing. For you to get on the bus from, first off, you lived in Baltimore. So you go get on the bus from Baltimore, Maryland, travel up to New York City to kill a black person. There are no black people in Baltimore. I guess that's why. <laughs> no black, there's no black people in, not, not that I'm saying he should have targeted someone in Baltimore. Don't be an asshole if you're listening. But yeah. I, you know, and to pick the weakest. Yeah, the weakest home, person you find. Yeah, a homeless dude picking through recycle. I mean, life is already kicking this guy in the ass. I mean, life's kicking him in the ass. And I don't know this Timothy Kaufman story. This could He could be an old-time vet himself. You know, I don't know his yeah. story. But for James Harrison, James Harris Jackson, I, I, I'm hoping the jujitsu system doesn't fuck us over again with PTSD. You know what? I want him to get his PTSD at Rackers. Oh, yeah. I want him to go to jail and get fucked by a black guy. Yeah, yeah, I want Rackers Island to give him post-asthmatic, you know. I want PTSD when he gets up to Greenhaven or Sing Sing or Arsening, where any one of those fucking county jails, where he's going to have to, unfortunately, look at black faces and brown faces, hopefully for the rest of his fucking life, because this is cowardism. Yeah, I agree. And I, I'm... I'm take his manhood. I'm, I'm real fed. I'm getting, it's like every day I get more and more fed up. You hear politicians just saying out and out, just racist shit, this one saying racist shit. It's not all right, man, you know? It's, it's, it's really not all right. We're just going to have a, a generation of seriously angry people, and it's just going to be more violence. Because yeah, everybody's not going for the shit. You guys stabbed them through the chest until the blade came on his back. That's, that's insane, man. It's insane. That's the that's the world we are now. Yes, fucking idiots. Everybody hopefully be looking out uh, for themselves. Yeah, and then we got a lunatic who's sitting in the um, justice chair who won't say, you know what, people, cut the shit. 
We're supposed to be all one, one cause, one nation, moving in one direction. But it's not like, it's not where we are. It's like he's still campaigning. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it, 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 it doesn't change. You know, I, I, I really got a kick. I mean, he does stuff, and I don't like to talk about him often, but when I see a 70-year-old man get behind a wheel of a truck that's not moving like he's playing in a fucking Tonka truck, <laughs> and he's the president of the United States, and did, you know what? I can't do it. You have to look for yourself, but you just got to see the facial expressions he was making, the fist-pumping. The the angry face, of, you know, it reminded me of like when you give a three year old their first play car or Tonka truck. Yeah, you may be missing challenge. I, I I have no doubt. I think we don't even have a real. I don't think he's a real person. He kind of, you know what? I think he's like the Get Out, Get Out, the movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 you know, there might be a four year old that we uh, took the brain and implanted inside this. Uh, Nutty ass guy playing president. <laughs> so I, I, I seen the Get Out movie. I finally seen Get Out. I seen it today. So how did you like it? I am not going to join forces with the masses. <laughs> I thought for the first hour it was a good movie. The last forty-one minutes of the movie, I could not wait for this movie to end. I was ready to get the fuck out. <laughs> from the and I'm going to tell you without giving anything away from the time that his friend went to, to to the police department I was done it was over I was finished with the movie I said this is bullshit now you're playing with my intelligence guess they had to add some comedy aspects to it but there was nothing funny about what he was the task at hand was about as serious a task in the whole movie. And he handled it like if it, like it was a bad Saturday Night Live skit. I was like, where the fuck did this come from? How did I go from one movie to this movie? And I don't like this movie that I'm watching. And then the climax, or the stuff that led up to the climax, was just millions of people online, with all these YouTube videos breaking it down scene by scene, and nobody came into realization of it was impossible what he did. I'm not talking about when he confronted the family, but the scene that saved his life, you would know what I'm talking about. The scene that saved his life. Just put it this way, cotton ball. Oh, the cotton balls. Cotton it's balls. impossible. I have my, I'm an idiot now. Most people have seen Get Out. I have tried to even move, maneuver my body in that manner. He could not get his fucking hands to his ears in that position. I don't care if he was a contortionist. <laughs> it's impossible, but everybody let that slide. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Everybody just goes directly to this. Did you see how heavy it was? It was a black man in cotton. I was like, get the fuck out of here, black man in cotton. It's stupid. Uh, <laughs> I'm tired of our people. And I'm talking about black people in general, with everything some kind of heavy message. You know what? Sometimes somebody's just doing something stupid, and that's all it is. There's no different meaning to it. There's no underlying tones to it. There's no nothing heavy to it. 
Now, you got, I mean, I'm literally, if you go to YouTube and put Get Out Breakdown, there are like a thousand videos, including people with doctorates. We got fucking psychologists breaking the movie down, including that scene I just talked about, and it didn't even make sense. If you really looked at the whole scene, you you can't get caught in your ear just by throwing it in the sky. You got to use your hand and put it in there. The fucking guy's hands were both tied down to a chair. It's impossible. Matter of fact, next time you sit at a chair that has arms, try to put your ear to your hand. Yeah, I'm trying to do that now, and I'm like, it's not working. You, you damn right it ain't working. It's never going to work, man. It's, it's just not that type of thing. But you know what? I'm not going to give it a total thumbs down. It's a movie. If you go into a movie to see a movie... I think you'll have a, a, a pleasurable experience because it is a different story. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, if you are going to this movie to get insight to the depths of the black-white problem, which seems to be people's issue, then you're an idiot. You're fucking fool. I had yeah, enough definitely. of that. That I had enough of that. So do uh. It brought back, it, it does touch on some things that do happen in uncomfortable situations. Like, you might meet somebody and like, oh, you look so athletic. Yeah. Athletic. But you know what? I don't know how many white women are legitimately going up to other white women and saying, it's different, right? Talking about the dick. Oh, yeah. I don't know how often that happens. See, I'm not in that situation. Matter of fact, I think my wife would be quite offended if another woman came up to me Say we met another couple, they could be Asian, Hispanic, whatever, and they, they referred to me in that manner. So yeah. I think that would be an offense to anybody. He, this is actually, what was his name? Uh, I forget his fucking name. I just seen it today. Yeah. He was, he was an idiot. He was an idiot. Uh, every chance that he got that she showed him who he was, he ignored it. Up until the very last scene of the movie. As long as she looked him in the eyes and said, look at my pearly, beautiful white skin, and I love you, super dark man. And he would melt. Yeah, she had a mother his style. I mean, I go to your fucking mother. I mean, I go to your mother's house. Excuse my friends. And, and I find out your mother hypnotized me. I'm just going to be cool with that. Yeah, I would have been. But I thought that. I first he thought it was a dream. But then, you know, and then another thing. See, maybe I might have missed something in the beginning. I've never seen a movie where they – now, one thing, this was the biggest point of the movie to me. Obviously, Jordan Peele finds smoking disgusting because that's the most – oh, smoking is disgusting. Racism is fine, but smoking is disgusting. But we've never seen the fucking kid smoke. I didn't. No, no. I think he talks about smoking. He's about to smoke and there's stuff to happen. Yeah, yeah, he's always about to smoke, but he... I've I never seen him smoking, but five times they mentioned how disgusting smoking. That was a subliminal message to me. But, you know, yeah, people breaking it down to, you know, everybody's wearing black and white. Did you notice that? And blah, blah, blah. Okay, the silent auction was... That was insightful. I understand that. I know there's deeper meaning to that. I'm not saying everything didn't have deeper meaning, but some of it was just... Oh, man. Damn. 
you really got to be fishing. You got to get your shovel, dig a deep hole. I mean, goddamn, you can look at it. Think about it. We're both wrestling fans, right? Yes, sir. You just went to wrestling this week. Yes. You you ever noticed the the you watch Monday Night Raw? You ever noticed that how now they have the new Raw symbol where the A comes at you and the middle of the A is a, is the diamond triangle? Yes. So now you go online, people break that down. That oh, it's the Illuminati. Oh, uh, so I, mean, I want you. I want you to next when you watch Raw. It's, if when it comes back on Monday, I just want you to check out the A, how it comes at you at the screen, and in the middle of the A, you, you clearly see the triangle. See, but we fish, people fish, and if you fish far enough, you will find something. You know. They say Vince is a part of the Illuminati? Oh, yeah, yeah, the whole WWE, that's how you make it. John Cena, John Cena's uh, hand signal is if you... They mostly don't realize that his wife lost the election. Twice. His hand symbol is is three, and you put the three with the three, that's six, and then now six times three is six, six, six. You know, just like I said, fishing. So, there was, you know, the good times. They ate oatmeal because it was white, and they wanted to show you the white power. I love you, people fish for bullshit. We're confused. I mean, we're confused with nonsense. But, you know, uh, Talking about the WWE, you hear that they, I don't know, they're saying it's a rumor that they might buy Ring of Honor? Uh, yeah, I read that, but I'm like, uh, you guys have enough talent already that you don't know what to do with. So, what are you going to do with Ring of Honor talent? Yeah, you can't overflood NXT. You just can't do it. Yeah, and I feel like they already, I feel like, overflooding the market anyway because they're on Monday night, Tuesday night. And if you have the network, they're on Wednesday night. So they Don't they do some Monday called 205? Yeah. Well, actually, 205 tapes after SmackDown now. So I guess they're only on Monday. Oh, no, NXT is on Wednesday. So you go from Monday to Wednesday, that's six. That's eight hours of wrestling in primetime television. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, it's not like the old days where it was a total different show and not yeah, connected. Talking Smack and then Talking Raw. That's another two hours. So that's 10 hours of wrestling content a week. I don't think you fans want to be around 10 hours of wrestling. Uh, I think that's too much. You're not going to watch everything. Yeah, and especially since we're in the middle of uh, w, I mean, uh, WrestleMania push, right? So I watch ESPN, and these guys are on every ESPN show. They're on, like, Fallon. If mm. I'm not mistaken, Cena was just someone like, Late night or tonight with Fallon last night or tonight. So these guys are everywhere. I did read something good, well, which I thought was decent. Being that they didn't have an opponent, well, someone could actually said this on the podcast. He's like, being that they didn't have an opponent for AJ Styles, so they offered a match between him and Sean, and Sean turned it down. So I was like, damn, that would have been a special match. But I can understand that this... He said he's finding his retirement right now. He didn't want to come back for one match. Yeah, you know what? You already got two guys who seem to do that already. Triple H does it every WrestleMania now. And The Undertaker. Yeah, it would have been a bunch of... I told someone over there. I said it would have been a bunch of above 50 or a bunch of part-timers in prime spots in the pay-per-view. 
Yeah, and I'm kind of glad that I don't know how they're going to work it, but I I think I told you this last week. I knew they had to work Nia Jack into that. She kind of earned that. Yeah, 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 definitely. I just don't like, I don't really like how they're doing both of the women's um, championship matches. It's like they're just throwing all the women in one match. All the women in Raw is in one match. All the women in SmackDown is in one match. Yeah, and you're 100% right with that. It's like, it's like you don't know what to do with the other guys, and that's why they came up with the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Yeah. But everybody, I feel like that's in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. was like they haven't made it to the A level or some A that is now like on the C level. Yeah, or somebody like the big show that might be getting ready to go out the door. So. Yeah, so but with some of the women, I'm like, you have to be able to create more than one storyline at a time. Especially on SmackDown, because they have the majority of the women. And that's true. I mean, I have to agree with you, because think about it. Why only two cruiserweights? Yeah, exactly. Even with cruiserweights. If you're only going to have one belt, then maybe you should have a cruiserweight tag title, because what are the other 50 guys fighting for? True. I mean, not going to be a champion. Especially since... Those guys, they remind me of the old uh, WCW when they had their luchas. Those yeah. are the workers. Yeah. They're not going to be your greatest talkers. Matter of fact, something <laughs> <laughs> funny, Austin Aries just totally uh, annihilated, uh, what's his name, Nigel, because Nigel can't speak. And, like, Austin Aries was like, you're fucking like a mumble mouth. Shut the fuck up and let me talk. <laughs> But the guy can work. Yeah, he can definitely work. He can work. And, and you know what? When you're, when you're between 185 pounds, except for, I don't know, I showed my wife, I had to, she doesn't watch wrestling, but I had her watch uh, that woman, Carmella, and that uh, oh, the man. bird man. Ellsworth. Ellsworth. She was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And where's his chin? <laughs> she was like, She's like, this woman looked like she's a kidnap victim because she's a good-looking woman and he's a mess. Yeah, I don't know how that how that works. Uh, I don't even know why he's still uh, in the picture, but well, I question uh, Vince about a bunch of stuff. It's not like nudes gets you. Uh, you know, you can't you can't hold any you you can't uh, what do you call it blackmail anybody in the WWE because you got nudes of them so. That's not why he's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what, man? I know you sent me a message that you had a little something you wanted to get off your chest. I'm going to sit back and let you get at it, my friend. Yeah, I just don't understand some people. So a couple of months ago, I'm in the chicken spot, and I see a friend of mine sleeping in the chicken spot. So I think I was just thinking maybe he had too much to drink and just sat down and fell asleep. About a month later, I see him begging for money by the train station. Hey, Nick, you got a dollar you can spend? I gave it to him. I'm thinking, all right, maybe I'll call it. This time Sunday, I'm walking down the hill. Oh, man, I ain't seen you in a while. You got any change you can spend? I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? So I called up one of my cousins, and I'm like, hey, is this guy like, like what's, what's his story? He's like, I was like, is he an alcoholic or something? He's like, no, he's on crack. Like, where the fuck are these guys getting 
you used to be a dope boy. Now you're going to be a, a crackhead at the age of 34 years old, 35? I just don't understand these people these days. How do we have new crackheads? You know what? I, I'm not going to be, I'm not trying to be funny. I knew that was a disease that wrecked my generation. I mean, wrecked them. But I thought there were no more crackheads. I thought crackheads were now functional users. You know, not like people that threw their whole life away anymore. Yeah, he well, he don't have a place to stay. And he was, I mean, he, I didn't think crack because he still had weight on him. But I'm like, dude, he was a good, uh, at least I know he was work. I saw him in the summer. He was working at, uh, like, for a construction job. Then I see him begging in the street. And I'm like, dude, I don't understand. You threw your whole life away of a crack? And he kept it local. Yeah, exactly. You know, decide, you see somebody you grew up with, you want to beg for money? Yeah, I mean, damn. You know, I, I, if, if, if I had a fell on those type of times, I'm from bed I would have been the fucking bum up and I would have said, you know what, Queens sounds good. Yeah, Maybe yeah, I won't run into the people that I went to school with. And, yeah, the people that I know that you three blocks away from where you grew up. Just to understand people. And I'm not gonna keep giving you money every time you see me. That's oh. out. I'm not I'm not supporting your habit. Well it's not gonna always be a dollar. Nah. It's gonna be it's gonna eventually grow to the five dollars. Yo, man, yeah. you know. Because then the story comes. And the part of the story will be, you know what, man, uh, I'm getting my money from the you know, the state. Could you give me ten to blah blah blah? Yeah, he was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing some uh, I'm like, yo, man, how you doing? He's like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm dealing with my lumps and bumps. And I'm like, yeah, lumps and bumps, you out here, it's like 20 degrees out here, you out here begging for money. Then I don't understand people that beg for money and ask for dollar bills. Like, whatever happened to asking for quarters, nickels, dimes, I ran past a, a homeless person who was in a wheelchair. I'm assuming she was homeless. It was about 10 o'clock at night coming from the store. She's in a wheelchair, so she rolls her wheelchair in front of me to, like, block my my path. She's like, hey, you got a dollar fifty? A dollar fifty? A dollar fifty? Hell no, I ain't giving you no dollar fifty. So she looks at me, she's like, well, you just saying that because you, you I, I wouldn't fuck your friend. I'm like, see, now they're just delusional. I've never seen this woman before in my life. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at her plight, people. But you know what? I have, I have on many occasions, given a lot more than a dollar fifty. I mean, I've actually brought Similac, which I knew that the motherfucker probably took right around the back around the corner when I left and cashed it right back in. And I'm not even talking about for a woman. I brought Similac one time for a dude because he started crying that his baby, you know, he fucked up. He spent all the money on drugs, but he needed to get some Similac for the baby. And I think Cinderella was like six dollars or some shit. When those, I don't know, big yeah, fucked up yeah, pants. Yeah, so I brought it for him. And you know, I mean, I've, I've been caught in those situations because I think I got a, you know, I'm, I don't have the kindest heart. But if somebody asks me, I think that it takes a lot for somebody to actually ask me for money. So I'll give it. And I, I'm 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 a person who, who believes cash is king, so I always got cash. Yeah, but. I, in, in, in New York, man, it's like one on every corner. But you know what? I'll tell you one thing that New York has over any other state. Y'all have social services out the motherfucking ass. Yeah. That's one thing New York has. Like, 
A homeless person has a 10%, no, 10 times better chance of getting on their feet in New York than you would say down here in North Carolina. The social services will put you through hell and high water here. New York, you can get on welfare, Medicaid, you can go to a rehab center for free. Yeah. Like you can sign yourself up, because I've known enough guys who do it. They sign up for these fucking seven day detox or 21 day detox. That gets his ass off the street and the hospital's gonna feed him. Yeah. Only thing is, you can't get out. That's how I understand. You see, um, to me, if you out there begging, I always say it like this. If you have two hands and two feet and you have some form of mental capacity, you can get a fuck. You can get a job. Yeah, and fuck being a drug addict. Forget yeah, exactly. being on drugs. That shit ain't hip. It ain't cool. People talk about, well, I don't want to do that type of job. I'm like, dude, I had a nine to five paying good money and still took a part time job in the movie theater making minimum wage. Because it's shit you want to do. Yes, I don't understand when people are like, I don't want to do that type of work. But fuck, you would rather walk through the train station and make for money? It's not fun not knowing when you're gonna, what you're going to eat, where you're going to eat, and not having keys. Yeah, I'm like, it's, it's, it's jobs out there. Go do something. Go work at McDonald's. You're, you're not making no money begging for money. So you can't have pride when it comes to looking for a job. A nine to five, ten to six, uh, work weekends, if you're a restaurant waiter or something, find something to, to get out these streets. It makes no sense. Yeah, first thing first, though, dry the fuck out. Get off of the drugs. Yeah, I'm like, how do they get on these new drugs? If, if you sold crack before, if, if you was a crack, a, a drug dealer, and you see what it does to people that, that that's on this drug, why the hell would you even try it? Well, we know the first rule. I mean, damn, Biggie laid out the blueprint for them. <laughs> Ten crack commandments. Don't get high your own supply, which is not, not even original. It just makes sense. These are the same fucking people you look down on and you decided to join forces. Yeah, you lived through the 80s, so you see what it did to communities. You see what it do to people. So you think, well, I'm going to just try this one time. It ain't going to do nothing to me. Uh, be, be for real. Listen, personally, okay, I grew up in the neighborhood, and I ain't going to be no I ain't gonna fun. I smoked my share of weed. But you know when I stopped smoking weed? In about 1982. You know how fucking long ago that is? Yeah. That's more than half my life. I figured out, as soon as guys, the first time, and I'm not lying, the first time that I was with my buddies and I pulled out a joint, a joint, a white joint, and they was like, what the fuck is that, man? We roll blunts. I was like, what is a blunt? And I seen them rip open a cigar, pour that shit out, and pour like whole bags. I was like, no, I'm out. <laughs> this shit is not, I'm, I, I'm out. I had a, I'm a joint guy. And nobody else was a joint guy. I was like, fuck it, I'm out. I, and I've never turned back. I never needed, you know what? I'll have a drink. You know, and since then, weed has become so fucking powerful that I don't even want to mess with that. So anything above that is Definitely insanity to me. Oh uh, yeah, I was just I just watched Dave Chappelle comedy show. And he was talking about some we he smoked once that fucked him up. Oh yeah, matter of fact, I seen both of those. 
Oh, I just watched the second one. I I, I like the one I, in Texas better. I think yeah, because the one in Texas, I felt like he was doing more. Um, it was more like one thing of jokes as opposed to the first one it was like story related jokes. Right, and you know he was talking about his relationship. I I, I really enjoyed it. I I think the days back on his game and you know it was fun. Dave, I'm gonna I'm gonna tip my hat to Dave. He did something that is so ballsy that I still can't believe he did. He actually mentioned other working comedians in his show. No, oh, yeah. you he, usually you don't want to acknowledge any form of competition, and he did it without an issue. As a matter of fact, he spoke about Kevin for more than a minute. So that's real ballsy shit to even mention yeah. somebody else. Thinking that to Kevin. Chris Rock. Yeah. I, mean, so I think I think cause, uh, Dave Chappelle is Dave Chappelle. He has his money, and he's not jealous. I think there's other comedians that get jealous over other comedians' fame. So they they try to do everything they can to, like, bring them down. Yeah, yeah. So, it's you know, I, I actually say if you, you got Netflix, you have a way to see it, they're both worth it. Especially since they're both only an hour. It's not like you, it's a three and a half hour jaunt. No, it's a one hour and six minutes. I think one hour and six, seven minutes. It was another <laughs> thing on, which, which, which I thought was crazy. Netflix is changing their rating system now because supposedly after Amy Schumer's um, comedy special, fans was giving her um, bad ratings and they was calling the internet trolls. I looked at Amy Schumer's comedy special, and I enjoyed Amy Schumer when she first came out. Her comedy special on Netflix is fucking horrible. Mm. It's horrible. So her ratings, my reason has to be an internet troll if everyone, if, if everyone gave it a bad review. Maybe it's not internet trolls. Maybe it was just that bad. It was horrible. Well, see, Amy should be a big girl. She. As far as I always knew, Amy, she's not one of those get a trophy for showing up types. She shouldn't act like it. Yeah, don't be a piss because people complain about your, um, you know, your comedy special. And she knew if the shit was good or not. It was internet trolls behind it. No, it wasn't internet trolls. It was a bad comedy special. I oh. watched it. I watched the whole thing, and I think I may have chuckled one time. Oh, well, that sucks. And we watched it in a group of maybe like eight people. Usually, if that if that doesn't have people rolling, then it wasn't funny. Exactly. You know, I, but I agree. I say I give I give two thumbs up to Dave, man. Uh, you know what? I like Dave. I think most. You know what? Dave has a weird crowd. Dave is. I don't know about Kevin, and I really don't know about Chris, but Dave is a complete crossover artist. He would be the pop artist of the, com the, the comedic feel because it seems like Dave is always going to have a, 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 a like a college-educated white crowd, always. Yeah, he's going to talk about white people too, so. Yeah, he's going to talk about how he relates to them. Yeah. And and how he doesn't relate to them. And and he, he, does, he does it in a manner, but see, Chris Rock could do it in a manner where he's talking down to him. Yeah. He'll eat a Chris voice. Dave just has a, a, a more pleasant flow. So, 
even when he's making fun of them, sometimes I don't think white people understand how much he's actually making fun of them from a black perspective. Yeah, I'm happy. If you can cross over as comedian, more props to you, because no one wants to be on the chicken, the, the chicken circuit. Chitlin. Chitlin circuit. <laughs> the chitlin circuit forever. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, you let Eddie, uh, Eddie Griffin take that over. Yeah, he was one of the two that was on the verge. He was on the cusp. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened. Like, just disappeared. Oh, no. Eddie was on tour with DL, uh, uh... Yeah, I saw him on the, the Get Down tour. But he also... And the place I wanted to talk about, he's also been the resident comedian at Rio in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. For about three years. All right, maybe if I go... When I go out there, if he's performing, maybe I'll check it out. I always liked Eddie Griffith. Well... What do you think of the real hotel? Have uh, you ever been there? Stayed, I've never stayed in the hotel. I might have walked through and through some uh, gambling purposes, but I've never stayed at the real. Well, I I used to really like the real. They used to have this thing called the Carnival in the Sky. It was like a Mardi Gras, these fake boats. and They have a floor show. And they throw beads. Me and my wife used to go over there all the time. And they had a bar there, man. This fucking Mexican restaurant, Bombaleo, that shit was the bomb. But I, the last couple of times I went over to Rio, it kind of depressed me. They don't have the carnival in the sky. They don't have the show. They even closed, they had one of these real fucking expensive Burger Kings, like on the second landing. Yeah. Uh, you know, some fancy ass Burger King. That shit is closed. So I don't, I don't even go to Rio. It's out of my way. I'm a strip no, person. When I was in Vegas before, um, the last time, because I only used to have a show on the boardwalk, and that was going too. And I'm like, well, are they running out of, some of these hotels run out of money, but they can't put on the show that they used to? No, you know what? Uh, that used to be, first it was the the, uh, the Pirates yeah. show at TI, right? Yeah, then it became, yeah. they stopped the Pirates, which was more manly. Then they went Britney Spears, and it became the Sirens. The Sirens of T.I. Okay, the last time I was out there, they didn't have anything, though. No, 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 no. Well, see, I think they screwed up to begin with when they opened that stupid-ass senior frogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went there one time. They had a nice band on stage. But, you know, senior frogs, when I think of senior frogs, I think of Miami. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... I think you can't cool, actually, but... Yeah, yeah, see, so, so Miami, Mexico... Las Vegas doesn't need a fucking... Because it's nothing but like a fancy TGIF with a big, stupid fucking frog outside. I mean, it really makes no no difference, no sense to yeah. me. Do you ever go to Fremont Street when you go to Vegas? I've never been to Fremont Street, but I'm going to be on Fremont Street on the next trip. Okay. Fremont Street, if you can help it, go at night. Daytime, it is actually... The only reason I go downtown at all during the day is if I go to the mall. They got those outlets. There's the north one that's all the way down past downtown, and then there's another one all the way past Mandalay Bay. One's south, south, one's north. Uh, which one, I can't tell you right now. But one thing that you will enjoy about being down there at night is the fucking um, people. Okay. You, you uh, not- I have actually... Good this time. I'm actually staying on the tail end of my trip. I'm changing to a hotel in Old Vegas. 
What? In the downtown area. Which one? The Nugget? Uh, the D? I have to, I have to look. Uh, it might be the D. Okay, well, then you're fine. But so, so you'll fall out there. Now, I do have a place for you down there. If you're looking for a meal and you're downtown, right on the corner is a place called Hennessy's Tavern. Good, you know, like tapas type food, sliders, burgers, shit like that. Great food, filling, good portions, good price, good beer, and they got live music. I give them a thumbs up. So definitely go check that out. Now, what I say to stay the fuck away from is the hottest fried grill. What's wrong with that food? No, nothing is wrong with it. But do you really want to eat a six burger, five burger? I mean, do you want well, to? Do you want to go to a place that's going to put you in a hospital gown, and if you don't finish your food, you're supposed to get spanked in front of everybody? Oh no, thank you. <laughs> okay, so stay out of the heart attack, girl. Oh, but man. but downtown. It's fine. It's just gonna you're gonna get a totally different vibe. But if you want to make it uptown without paying for a cab, there's a bus right on the corner. You cannot beat it. You're gonna see different type of things. You're gonna see women with their titties out out there, you know, pasties, that type of thing. A lot of chicks with thongs on, that type of thing. In old Vegas? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just finding out about old Vegas really. Put it to put it this way. You got gentrification Harlem, right? Yeah. That's today. Take your mind back to 94 Harlem. That's old Vegas. You see the difference between the two? Yeah, yeah. One's more sophisticated. The, you know, one is definitely got Starbucks. That's New Vegas. The other one is just fucking Chinese restaurant. <laughs> you know? And, and, and four dudes on the corner going, yo, bro, you can spare any change? Because <laughs> that's that's old Vegas. All right. I mean, I've seen it all down there. Fights, uh, all kinds of shit. I mean, but that's old Vegas, but it's a fun vibe. I mean, and they have the overhead uh, canopy that shows, like, uh, electric shows. Yeah. Yeah, matter of fact, I just want to go through some places. Now I want to see what, like, your experiences are as opposed to my experiences. How many times have you been there? Oh, I think I've been to Vegas maybe Four or five times. Okay. I think I'm coming up on, like, number 18. Yeah. Or maybe more. I actually got married in Vegas back in 96. Okay. I was staying at MGM. You the person later? No, 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 no. Black people <laughs> don't do that clownish shit. <laughs> I got married at a place called the Candlelight Chapel. It was actually... It was kind of uncomfortable because the person that married us was a real minister, and it must have been like a, a Pentecostal minister because she started like, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. And I was like, whatever happened to you? Do you take this woman to be your blah, blah, blah? I mean, let us get the fuck out of here. Let the Lord be on you. She got it touching us. And I was like, what the hell am I getting myself into? <laughs> but, I should have signed up for the Elvis impersonator. No, I was not doing. I did not want to go down to this Elvis impersonator thing. I could not. I could not put myself in that position. You know, even as a saying to myself as a joke, 
you know, this sounds kind of cool as a joke to look back. Now, I thought getting married there sounded kind of cool, you know, years later. But that, that's where I was leaving it. I was not going any deeper or any further. No no Elvis, no no uh, fucking guy dressed up as a clown or anything of that nature. No, 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 no. No, no Sammy Davis Jr. Come on, baby. You all look like cool cats. No, no, fuck that. No, no, you know, at the time, smoking, they was like, you can't smoke it. You know, I'm thinking of Vegas. I'm going to light a cigarette. You know, I'm a little nervous and get ready to get married. Yeah, this is a church. <laughs> light a cigarette <laughs> up in the air. Oh, man. But, yeah, man, I've been going to this town so long that most of that shit that you see, most of that stuff that you see up and down the strip didn't exist. Like, Bellagio didn't exist. New York, New York wasn't opened. Planet Hollywood wasn't there. City Center wasn't there. I mean, it was a totally different place, man. And when I went, was the heart of the East Coast, West Coast shit was jumping off. The uh, heart was, of it. Was it even like that in Vegas? Yes. I, You know, I'm a New York cat. So I go to Vegas, and I got, you know, Back then, your first trip, you don't really know how to dress and shit. So I'm out there in jeans, you know. I remember I had a Tommy Hilfiger jacket and Tommy jeans. That's the kind of clothes I brought. But I had like five fucking Yankee hats, different flavors. And cars would drive by and be like, fuck you, motherfucker. They'd be like, what's going on? I was like, oh, shit. Now, think about it. This is May of 96. What, June? Tupac got shot? Uh, August, September, September. Okay, so it wasn't much. It wasn't. It wasn't much before Tupac yeah. got shot. Now I'm on the strip with these Yankee hats, and somebody was like, "Yo, dude, man, you really shouldn't even be out here like that." And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's like, "Look, these people on the West Coast are heated." This is my first trip to Vegas. Yeah, my wife had been before. She stayed at the Stardust the year before with coworkers, but I had never been there, so I didn't know the vibe. As a matter of fact, we had quite a horror story. We were coming, I don't know if you know where Fat Burgers is on the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Okay, the same Fat Burgers that Floyd had his issue with uh, T.I., yeah. was it? Yeah. So we we go by there, and it's late night, and there's a little alley where Fat Burgers is. Now, Fat Burgers is a Walgreens. There was a club back there. And if I'm lying, I'm flying. It looked like they let out a blood convention. A blood convention. And we happen to be crossing the street. Now, once you make a commitment to go in any direction, one thing about young black guys, if you turn and go the opposite direction, you have just made yourself pray. Yep. <laughs> so you have to keep going. So the only thing I do is, and I'm not, I'm not this guy. I'm not a hand holder. But I figured I might as well hold my woman's hand. And it had to be like 50 fucking bloods. And I'm talking... Head to toe, red to toe. Oh, dear. I got my Yankee hat on. and But, you know, it, nothing happened. All I got was the bad eyes. Now, if I could kill, I would have been fucked up. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they let me go about my business. You know, I figured, I said, if I'm going to get my ass done, I'm going to have my good bop going. I'm going to look like the first one or two of you. I'm going to fuck up real bad. But... The rest of you guys had to get me. Oh, man. You know what? They would have been beating each other up, but I had never seen that many gangbangers 
I mean, you know, this is before, this is way before the shit jumped off in New York. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm like, God damn, man. How many of these guys coming out of this club? You know? I've I've some hole in the wall club too. Yeah, yeah, right behind that wall. Hey, you know what? When I go back on my next trip, I'm gonna look down and see if that club is still there. But they re they fixed that fat burger is totally different. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it seems like you picked up half the street there. Yeah, because they I pushed the curve. I felt like you could, you were able to cross the street. Now you gotta either cross the overpass or you not go you not gonna get a street to cross. Oh yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. You know that didn't exist in my in the, when I first started going either. Yeah, there was no overpass. Yeah, you used to have to cross the street. Yeah, that, I felt like it was a little better by being able to cross the street than having that overpass. But I guess it helps traffic flow. Man, I hate I hate it over down there, city city center where Cosmo is because you got to walk all the way in to go around to go up to go down. That's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, uh, try doing it when you have to take a shit. No. <laughs> and so you know what? Sometimes I time like uh not time, but I, I, I make uh provision for which way I'm going. Like if I'm going up this way, and I'll be like, damn man, I gotta do all that up down, up down, fuck that. I'm going this way and I'll go that way instead. Because uh we uh I'm not a are you a car renter when you go to Vegas? The last time we went to Vegas we rented a car, but never rented a car before. I'm not a car renter. My thing is this. I'm going to have alcohol, and I know I am, and I could at a drop of a hat. The last thing I want to do is be the responsible driver. Fuck that. Well, we have one guy that with us that don't drink alcohol at all, so. Uh, well, see. That covered our nights. See, I've never, I've never actually been out to Vegas with anybody I know. But I will say, a year ago, I believe, I ran into my wife's nephew and his woman out there. That was beautiful because they went and hung out with us. You know, we hung out. We had lunch together, some drinks. And that was nice. It was the first familiar face. And think about it. Going since 96, I've seen celebrities that I knew, but nobody personally I ever knew. And and this just happened to be by mistake. We're flying out there. She speaks to her niece. And she's like, you know, my brother's coming out there in two days. He's like, well, shit, we'll be there already. Tell him to contact us. Yeah. You know, cool. yeah, yeah. We went and hung out at um, one of my favorite places in Vegas. I give him a big thumbs up. I love the Carnival Court at Harris, Las Vegas. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. Yeah, for some reason, black people don't seem to enjoy it as much. It's like me and nine million white people are always there, and I always have a ball day or night. Yeah, I normally I normally get there around like um, sun sun already set when I get there. Yeah, well, that's that's a good time too. Go, I go during the day. Matter of fact, I've been going there for so many years. I know almost every bartender, and I just know them. I know them by name. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. You know, know them by name. Uh, I actually love the town a lot, and I, like I said, I, I experienced a lot of shit there. I remember one time, me and my wife was walking up the strip, and we, out of the fucking blue, a guy comes rolling out of a car, comes rolling out of a car going up the strip. He jumped out of a fucking moving vehicle on the Vegas Strip, and you could hear the woman in the car just cussing his ass out. You stupid mother, effing blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he, he probably was like, I want to hang out tonight. She don't want to hang out. I'm just going to get out right here. This fucking dude 
You know, it, it, in the movies, it looks so cool. You could hear his body just hit the concrete, like, pow! Either he was so drunk or messed up or whatever, he rolled like five, six times, hopped up, and just kept moving. <laughs> just hopped up like nothing happened and kept moving. I also seen a naked person get arrested. A naked woman in front of Planet Hollywood. Yeah, to be drunk. Yeah, yeah. And you know me, like a sick bastard, I was sitting there going, man, I wish I had my fucking camera ready. Because nobody's going to believe me. And it wasn't like I was trying to, you know, look at the woman or be uh, salacious. But I was like, she's butt-ass naked. And you know what? They hog-tied her. So now she's naked, hog-tied in the back of the car. And these fucking cops ain't shit. They leave the door wide open. So there's men just walking by getting free with their food. <laughs> And you know, guys, they're going to, oh, ah, look at that, look at that, homeboy. <laughs> and she's hog-tied. I'm like, oh, why the fuck it? I mean, because that same Harris that I just bigged up, I've seen fights there. I've seen arrests there. Alcohol is a motherfucker. I mean, we see that uh, drugs is a bad drug, but alcohol is the number one drug, man. Oh, yeah, people don't know. I think like, so certain people don't know when to stop. They just... Oh, I feel a little buzz. Let me keep drinking. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome thing. You get, We talked about that before. There's a very fine line. And when you cross that line, sometimes you don't know where it is. And, and then before you know it's like, oh, man, I'm fucked up now. Yeah, I ain't trying to get arrested in no... I'm not trying to get arrested in New York. So I'm not trying to get arrested while... I'm definitely not trying to get arrested while on vacation. Oh, no, 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 no. You know what? Uh, you, you get some situations, man, where shit gets tight. I remember one time, I almost got into a fight late night. Two guys, they decide, uh, he wants to actually bang shoulders with me. I'm intoxicated. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'll tell you now, man, I got about four words for a guy in an argument. And that's it. After that, I want to fight. I want us to get it on. Let's throw blows. I ain't got that long. I'm not that dude that sits on one side of the, oh, your mother, mother, no, ain't none of that. I ain't never been that guy when I was little. I don't like that. So the guy bangs me. So I just say, hey, yo, my man, what the fuck is your problem? Oh, dude, man, fuck you. Oh, okay, yeah, fuck me, let's go. My wife is like, you know, take it easy. There's two of them. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have an experience. I'm going to say, I feel like two motherfuckers on the Las Vegas Strip. Because that's what's getting ready to happen here. And this dude, as he's going the opposite direction, both of them, they decide to just keep cussing me as they're walking up the block. Oh, they they, they're walking and cussing at the same time. Yeah, but going, it's two of I asked him, it's two of y'all. I said, it's me and a woman. Now, when I get one of you down, trust me, she's going to be kicking you in your fucking face, too. <laughs> but why are you going the opposite direction and then another time I had to break it up because I don't know how this happened that we was in uh, it's Cromwell's now right we coming yeah. through Cromwell's late at night like 3 o'clock in the morning and I guess it's a tight space and a girl was going by and you know you put your hand on somebody to kind of get by them yeah. but she started rubbing my chest and you know, a woman could see another woman touch you like laser beam. 
And her hand just kept lingering. And me like an ass, I don't move the woman's hand. Hey, look at this. This dumb bitch I must be sexy to. I was doing that, man. And it was like, uh, you know, I'm going to choke this woman out. And it's like nine of them. So now I'm the only male between like nine females and my wife. And I just had to tell the young ladies, if any of y'all touch her, I'm going to forget that I'm a gentleman. And I am going to knock you out. I mean, it's going to happen. I can't go home with her if she gets a mark on her. You do realize it's my responsibility to spare my life for hers. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but I mean, I don't. I don't normally get into situations. Usually, I'm I'm the, I'm the cool guy. Yeah, same me. Especially I've, I've been to Vegas a couple of times where my friends had left, and I'm the last one left for a day or a day or two. So I have no problem going to bars and just drinking. I just know my limit and I know my surroundings. You know what I found out, man? This, it didn't work for me when I was young, but I, I don't break the rule now that I'm older. I don't mix. If I'm oh, drinking, if I'm drinking one particular thing, I stick to one particular thing. Yeah, my yeah, thing so, uh, you can't go from like a vodka to a rum. You gotta ask you for trouble. Right. Don't drink and don't do this either. Don't drink nine beers, get toasted, and then start saying you want to go to hard booze. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I start hard and go soft. I don't yeah, really yeah, like, I'll do that sometimes. I don't like beer the way I used to like beer. Like right now, I got like a 12-pack in the fridge. That shit might, excuse me, that, that might easily take me over a month to finish. Not that I couldn't sit down like a pig and drink it in two hours, but it's just, I don't, I, I pace myself with alcohol, especially with beer. But I like, uh, I like Scotch. So I'm a Jameson and black, I mean, Jameson and uh, ginger ale. And if not, Johnny Walker black and ginger ale. Okay. And I won't go from that to vodka. Now, yeah, every, you can't do that. You ask me for not waking up in the morning. Yeah. Every once in a while, this is going to happen. And this seems like the drink of choice. People always seem to like me. Because I guess I can talk, I'm personable, and I'll get at a bar, and they'll be like, give homeboy a shot. You ever notice that every shot that somebody offers you is always fucking tequila? Yes. Always <laughs> fucking tequila. I'm not a big tequila guy. And if I if I take a shot of tequila, it will not be Patron. That's some cheap, nasty shit. I don't like it. Yeah, I was in Mexico or something. They're like, no Patron, no Patron. You got to get this one. Like, But they don't sell this one in the United States. You know what I want? 1942. Okay. Put it this way. You should be able to, and I think a Mexican might be able to correct me, but you should be able to drink Patron without that salt and lime shit. You should be able oh, to yeah, just yeah. down it without going through all that rigmarole, because I don't think that's what they do. That's, that's probably like their foreigner shit. Hey, that's for the dumb gringos, you know? Yeah, you need to lie with a, with a, with a, with a salt. Yeah. Yeah, so every time I'm at a bar, the motherfucker want to buy you a shot. Hey, give me some tequila. But you know what? I'll be kind and take one from a stranger. My, yeah. I'm, now, I, I'm, my last thing that I'm going to talk about, we went one time, we was, at, we was at Harris. We met a minor league baseball player. Nice dude. And his homeboy looked just like LL Cool J. 
100% like LL Cool J. So we hang out of Harris, we drinking. For some reason, they decided that we were going to be the couple that they were going to hang out with tonight. They talking about <laughs> this fucking guy's got a pocket full of hundreds. I'm talking about. He said he just got his baseball signing bonus. Oh. So money is no object. The whole night. Okay, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on to the bar. Shot for you. Shot. I was like, hold on, man. My wife is not drinking tequila shots with us. <laughs> you know, she's not that type of woman. So we have about three, four shots. Plus, I'm drinking Johnny Walker Black, so I'm getting toasted. So now, after that, this dude's got so much money, we leave. Say it's 2 o'clock, the bar's closing. We go inside the casino. We get in the casino and say, hey, you want to play some blackjack with me? I was like, no, nah, that's 3 o'clock. He just puts money down and goes, he's playing blackjack. He's fucking money. Now, it's me, his buddy, and me, him, and his buddy. And he's, and he's not even counting. He's uh, he's losing with 14s, selling the hit on 19. Money don't mean Next thing I know, I look at LL. LL is lying down on the floor in Harris. Oh, he passed out. Lying down. That's a big fucking dude. He's lying down. And what does baseball do? He fucking dies laughing. I was like, you trying to help your buddy? He's like, no, fuck him. I was like, no. And you know what? I had to come to the guy's rescue. I said, I'm getting this motherfucking guy to a cab. We get y'all to the hotel. Get your... I said, you, you're going to regret this shit, man, for the rest of your life if you leave your buddy out here like that. And so he finally took him, and he actually called me the next morning and was like, what are you guys doing for the day? I was like, listen, I ain't getting back together with you guys. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm leaving. It was a good experience last night. I got a pictures of them. I was like, I'm not getting back with you guys again. You're not doing – because where you at now? He's like, I'm at the pool. We drinking. I was like, you just was laid out last night in the fucking – you're on film, laid out by the casino. You know that after a while they're gonna send security to drag you and put you in a wheelchair and get your ass out of there. He's like, hey, I'm waking more early and I'm just continue. Oh yeah, yeah, Best yeah. Best way to kill a hangover. Hey Doc, uh, you want us? Where you want? You want to meet us over at Monte Carlo? We at the pool? No, I won't be going anywhere near Monte Carlo today. Actually, I'm on the other side of town. <laughs> yeah. I ain't big online, but I had to lie that time. Like, this is not something I want to do. You guys are out of your mind. That's the thing. So where have you stayed? I stayed. I stayed in Riviera when when I first went to Vegas, and I was like, oh, never again, because that's on the tail end of the strip. I stayed at the Hard Rock, which is not on the strip. Uh, I stayed at Bally's. That's yeah, right? Treasure Island, yeah. Hmm. Which I heard Treasure Island just did a full remodel of all the rooms. Not yeah, I stayed at, that is. I stayed at T.I., I believe, twice. I never stayed at Valley's, but I stayed at New York, Caesars, MGM, Excalibur, New York three times, Planet Hollywood, I think, three times, Paris three times, Caesars Palace, I mean, Flamingo. Damn. Uh, I, never, I think my brother's thing that happens when we go out there. I never stayed at the... Uh, now, I would never stay at Circus Circus. That shit's just, you know... 
Oh, I did say that Circus Circus, but no, I say that Circus. I say that the Hard Rock, and on the last day, I switched hotels to Circus Circus because my flight was late. Oh, see, Circus Circus me. I only say that Circus Circus. Literally, I put my clothes in the room, and then we went to a club. Left the club, went to sleep, got up, and went to our flight. Yeah. So I don't know if I can count that as actually stayed at. I didn't even get to see the hotel, technically. Oh, and I stayed at the Mirage also. Uh, but my go-to now, and I, I, I love the place, is I, and being a New Yorker, I never stayed there because I was a New Yorker, but my hotel of choice now is New York, New York. I like the fact that they get a beautiful little bar. It's a small casino, per se. The rooms are decent, but I could eat. One thing that I found out over the course of time is that you had the most arguments, male and female, is not you looking at a chick's ass as she passed by or anything like that. It's when a man gets hungry and he can't find something to eat. Nothing's worse than an angry man who's <laughs> hungry. 